Cue intro music. Hey everybody, welcome to episode four of Ben and Nate's questions that we ask people on the internet. I'm one half of your host, Nate Pham, a licensed massage therapist with over 18 years of experience. I also hold a a dual certification as an osteopathic manual therapist up here in New England. And in August of 2020, for the past three and a half years, I've been traveling the world teaching myoskeletal alignment techniques under Eric Dalton. Hey everyone, my name is Ben and I've been a licensed massage therapist for the last 20 years. Uh, During that time, I've done everything from work at a salon and spa to owning a multi-therapist office. I have a bachelor's degree from the University of Nebraska. I have a associate's degree of applied science in massage therapy. I'm nationally board certified in therapeutic massage and body work and also have the title of master myoskeletal therapist from Eric Dalton and the Freedom From Pain Institute. Hey Ben, I think between us, you and I have a lot of experience. And with that being said, Disclaimer alert, the opinions expressed on that show are of Ben and Nate's only and not with any practice that we work for, whether it's ourselves or anybody else. The things that we say come from our combined experience and some of it's going to be great. Some of it may make you think. And at the end of the day, we're here to educate and have some fun. What do you got for me this week, Ben? Well, l- let me tell you, that that just... Um... That just got me thinking between you and I, we got almost 40 years of experience just between you and I. We're getting old together, baby. Oh, wow. So I got a question for you because I, I like to ask you these questions, right? I mean, it is questions that we ask people, so That's shoot. true. All right. So did you hear about the drummer who locked his keys in his car? I did not hear about the drummer that locked his keys in the car. It took him four hours to get the bass player out. Oh. I am a bass player. I I thought I'd just throw that one your way. Love it. Yeah, I got a question for you. Yeah. Before we get into episode four here, and uh, it's been about a week since I've talked to you. Tell me about uh, your week and the best thing that's happened to you in the past week. Oh, man, the past week I got to spend some time with uh, one of my great friends and mentors, Eric Stevenson. We did a continuing education workshop in Omaha, Nebraska. It's probably the best continuing education workshop that is in Nebraska all year. Um, it was a great time. Uh, so I want to I pose that question back to you, Nate. What's the best thing that happened to you this week? And I just want to say about what you said before we get into that, you know, <laughs> Eric, Eric Stevenson's a great guy. And I, I met him. He uh, he presented with Eric a few years ago at Eric's Big Oklahoma Workshop. And Eric is not only a multi-talented massage therapist, but uh, he's a musician as well. That he is. Yeah, it was cool. He did his thing. Uh, let's see. Best thing that happened to me this week. Um Well, I think two things from a work standpoint, I got my uh, spring schedule finalized. So that's like a nice check that off the list. But the best thing was speaking of music um, after uh, not playing for a year and a half, I joined my band and uh, played a played a show with them this past Saturday night. These guys, I've worked with them for 13 years and I had to I had to leave because, uh, you know, our practices and our lives just got too, too busy to do it all. And uh, yeah, what a fun night. It was awesome. 
That's fantastic. How did it feel to be up on stage again? Felt like I just did it like like two days before. <laughs> Riding the old bike, as they say. Nice. So, so yeah, man. So, hey, we have a question that we asked on the internet, Ben. So why don't you go ahead and tell our amazing listeners what that question is? Yeah, so about a week or so ago, Nate put up this question for you guys to answer. And it reads, what would you classify as the most important part of any massage session? And what is the least important part and why? I love this question, Nate, by the way. So I want to ask you, is there a particular reason behind why you pose this question to all of our viewers? Well, on episode one, I think it was episode one, we posed the question, what matters more in a session? Is it about like listening and bonding with your client or is it about technique? So this was sort of a feed off of that question. You know, what do we think going forward is, you know, important in our session and what's the least important thing in our session? And we got, um, we had, I think, a little over uh, 18 responses between Facebook and Instagram, and all of them were interestingly very similar. So with that being said, um, what response, was there a particular response that you liked the most? Was there a particular response I liked the most? You know, I liked all of them. And to me, it I liked all of them because it meant that there's there's something that's important to every massage therapist out there and that they're focusing on their client for that particular reason, what makes that particular um, relationship special. And I think we're going to get into that deeper later. But I want to ask you, do you have a particular answer that you liked? Everybody, everybody said listening, you know, so it's it was really difficult to really pick one because this is probably one of the first times. And and by the way, Ben, you've been asking questions on the internet since, you know, before I was born. So, you know, it's, and I agree with you when we, when we pose this thing, you know, I wanted to see what, what was out there and what people were saying. And we get a lot of varied responses and variable responses, but for the first time, for the first time, cue beautiful symphonic music, everybody agreed. Everybody agreed, right? Now, interestingly enough, right, there were some things that uh, some people said that they, uh, you know, thought was the least important. And a couple people uh, thought that music was the least important thing. And I wanted to talk about that part a little bit more in detail because it struck a chord with me, if you will. But um, is there anything else that you want to jump into before we jump into that? That's uh, that's interesting that you mentioned that because um, I will also wanted to get into what's the least important and then the why part. But Hopefully. I'll tell you what, a little secret. I have been asking this question for at least eight to 10 years or longer, not on the internet specifically, but to myself, to my customers to other massage therapists. I do have record of me asking this question back from 2021 in a large Facebook group. And it's it's something, you know, I, I wanna know, are we really, what are we really doing and what's important? What's important in what we do? Is it all just smoke and mirrors or is there something 
that's important in our sessions. And and that's that just gets me thinking every time when I I want to know what other people think about this question. So tell me tell me more about your thoughts about this question about what you think is the most important part of a massage. I was in a continuing education class years and years ago and it's the first time that I had heard I had heard the statistic that if a client feels listened to under your care whether you're you know whatever field of healthcare medicine, health and wellness that you're in, that if a client or a patient feels listened to, right, the the, the level of trust and the level of confidence of them uh, getting better under your care grows up tremendously. And I looked up this little bit of research a while ago that if you interrupt somebody, and I think it's like within 16 seconds of them telling you their story or their history, then they have a 60 to 80% chance less of getting better under your care. So I've, I've preached that over the years and so much so it inspired me about a year ago to start writing a book uh, titled The Art of Listening. And the goal of that book is to, uh, you know, for, for all aspects of healthcare. So anyway, that, uh, that stuff aside, the music thing, right? You know, what's the least important thing? And um, that could be a pretty controversial answer, answer as a massage therapist. And I think both you and I agree on it. But I think before we sort of show our cards on that, we talked about this a few episodes ago, right? We talked about if you practice, you know, if you specialize in Swedish massage, deep tissue massage, or say uh, you do something like some of the branded modalities out there, you know, the muscle testing modalities, myoskeletal alignment therapy, right? Right. Oftentimes a client comes, you know, might want to come see you because, you know, they, they see something different on your business card or, or on your sign, right? It's something they haven't heard of. So the hope is there. The hope is there that you're going to be the one to help them because they've tried everything else, right? So at the end of the day, your patient or client, right? Whatever you do with them, they don't necessarily always know how it's supposed to feel or what it's supposed to do, right? So you're doing these techniques on your client and they get better for a reason. So again, we can go round and round about this. Did they get better because they were bonded to you, you listened to them, you had good communication, there was trust there, which we're repeatedly saying that this is the most important part of the massage session, right? Everybody agreed on that. So how important is the technique? So now does the technique become the least important thing in the session? It's interesting you say that. So so you're saying you believe technique is possibly the least important part of a, of a massage session. And I, I think so, Ben, because I mean, at the end of the day, right, you're a very technically skilled clinician. I'd like to think that I'm a very technically skilled clinician, but there's so many reasons that my clients come and see me over and over again. And I do my best work from a technical standpoint. But it sometimes feels like the least important thing that I'm doing in the session because there's so many other things happening 
that are, you know, that are spoken and unspoken throughout a session. Yeah. And when you say uh, communicate, communication, listening, listening, which is a form of communication, which a lot of people kind of listed as what that's the most important part of a massage session is something revolving around communication. Right, right. And there's, there's a lot that goes into communication. Is it, is it listening? Is it um, connection, trust? There's a lot, there's a lot of different things that, that go into that. And sometimes uh, it's been referred to as the therapeutic alliance, right? Absolutely. And I'm a big fan of, I don't know if you remember this episode of, of a podcast from uh, the thinking practitioner, specifically episode 23, it's where they talk about um, do expectations shape therapeutic outcomes. And they had a researcher from Australia and they were talking to him, Mark Bishop, I think is his name. Right. And this, that by hands down is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. I listen to it over and over. Probably I listen to it about once a month usually, because there's so many things in there that you don't even think about that can influence uh, the therapeutic outcome. And to me, that's kind of, kind of the most important thing is why do people come to see us because they want to get better. So overall, that's, what's guiding the most important part of, of a of a session, right, is, is the outcome. So how do we get to that outcome and how do we influence that outcome? Yeah. And, um, you know, and along with that, we talk a lot about this. I learned this from uh, Eric and, and we talk, Eric Dalton, and we talk about this in our seminars, you know, and Eric, Eric calls this dose, right? Dopamine, oxytocin, ser serotonin, endorphins, right? Create a warm, inviting, therapeutic environment. You know, talk to your clients about that teamwork atmosphere, uh, goal oriented therapy, give your clients, you know, goals and expectations, you know, uh, you know, Hey, uh, I can't turn my neck more than whatever. I can't look behind me when I'm backing out. Hey, great. By the end of the session, I'm going to have you turning, you know, your neck so that you can back out of your driveway, right? That's a pretty easy outcome. So, you know, all those things are starting to happen. And then we get into our work, which is sort of last on that list, right? So I think that goes hand in hand with, with uh that aspect right I, I love another another part that i i kind of borrowed and modified from eric dalton and it's i call it radiating positivity giving mm -hmm. them hope right it's not about how messed up they are because i'm not going to listen to that when people come in to see me and tell me how messed up they are that's not where we're going we're going to find something whether i can increase range of motion by two degrees that's that's a positive outcome for me. And I'm going to make sure I share that. But even um, influencing their expectations starts before they even come to your office, right? They see sure. something on your website. Someone has referred them to you because you're a good massage therapist. So already they're thinking, hey, this person can help me. I have hope that someone's going to help me. And then it just spirals from there. If you meet their expectations, when they walk into your office, you look the part, you act the part, you talk the part. You haven't even, you haven't even done any techniques yet. That's already helping, right? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I uh, did a quick little uh, research thing today. Hearing, listening, hearing, right? I mean, we listen in so many different ways. I mean, we listen with our eyes, right? That tightens that sense. We listen with our sense of touch. But out of the five senses, hearing is rated the second most important 
sense that we have. So that's just a side little piece of research tidbit there. Nobody said that, by the way. Nobody gave that answer as technique being the least important thing. We both did pick technique as the least important. But I'm also curious why you think that music is another least important aspect of massage. So I personally don't, and it was mentioned twice. Um, people, two people mentioned that. And so I actually wanted to talk about that because it goes hand in hand with our conversation. You know, I mean, if, if listening is such a big factor, well, what's one of the big things that we're hearing in our session, right? I, I think, um, have you ever been to a massage where music wasn't playing? Not that I can remember. Yeah, I believe, but one time. I actually remembered it was a long time ago. And um, I, I said to uh, I said to the therapist, I said, I said, do not play music um, <clears throat> during your session. And he says, he I, I forget his reason, but it was just simply like, no, I don't. And I'll tell you, man, it was like, you know, it changed the it changed the session for me. It just got into like I felt like couldn't relax. I felt uptight about it. Music's so important. And I don't say that just because I'm a musician. Music sets a mood, right? Music sets the mood of our everyday life. Everybody always says, you know, what's your soundtrack to your day? You know, everybody plays. It used to be, it used to be when I was a massage therapist back in the day, I thought I had to play, you know, a lot of sort of ethereal, you don't know. Don't say Enya. I won't say Enya, actually. Well, because of my musical background, I actually used to play like a lot of Brian Eno stuff you know, yeah. for those who he is. So I, at least I could respect it and enjoy it. And it did set a mood. Yes. Over, over the past, I don't know, probably seven or eight years now, I use Pandora and I play like a lot of like soft rock, acoustic coffee house, you know, John Mayer, Jack Johnson, Amos Lee kind of stuff comes on. And one of the biggest compliments I actually get in my sessions is I love the music. I love the music. I love the vibe of today. People also say to me, I'm so glad that you don't play fill in the blank any yeah. type music. So obviously that music is important because clients have come to me and said, I hate going for massage or I hate going to so-and-so because they play that music. So that goes back to listening to your client and listening to what they want. And sometimes I say to clients, what do you want to listen to today? I have one guy that loves for me to put on the ACDC station. Sure. So I'm sort of listening to him and giving him what he wants, right? So yeah, I got to I gotta disagree. And um, yeah, music, music is important for almost all the reasons that I feel what we talked about today. I, I agree with you. And I, I have specific rules for the music I play. The music can't have words. If it has words, I feel like it's too distracting. Mm. It gets in the way of that sensation of what we're trying to get to. All right. But I also have another question for you. You know, if we both agreed technique is the least important part of a massage, why is it that that's what we go out and we want? We go to continuing education workshops to get techniques. Why is that? Wow. Well, that's uh, that's a great question. And, you know, I think for me, that's a pretty easy answer. I've 
thought very deeply over the past few years about, um, you know, avenues that I've wanted. And I, I chose a soul avenue. I, I fell in love with uh, Eric Dalton's work and his writings. Of course, that opened up uh, uh, the osteopathic manual therapy thing because there's a parallel there. And I've coasted off and I've, I've uh, taken uh, countless hours of continuing education in the osteopathic uh, world. But I don't go to classes for techniques anymore. I don't at all. And um, listen, there's a, there's a million ways, right? Everyone's got their take on how to, you know, do a clavicular mobilization, right? And one of my chiropractor friends said it best a long time ago, you know, there's 50 different ways to get to an end point. What are you choosing? But a lot of the folks that I like to study with that um, do ultimately show techniques in their classes, right? Like, of course, Eric, I'm always going to say Eric, because he's taught me everything I know. But some of our other peers and colleagues out there that take what we're talking about, and what we're putting out there to the massage community, and talk about all these bigger models, and add that to the work. I read a great quote the other day, and um, I'm going to send this to you so we could put it up on the screen. And it's, uh, if you haven't heard of him, his name is uh, Greg Lehman. And uh, Greg Lehman does a lot of excellent writing. And he said, you know, we don't have to start a revolution, you know, with the words, with, you know, changing our words and changing how we think about manual therapy and exercise, you know, therapy or whatever you're in. He goes, we don't have to start a revolution. You know, it's just taking a little bit of, at a time and just continuing to get better with how we interact with our clients, how we interact with our work and changing just a little bit more how we're talking about the, the aspect of techniques. And I love listening to people like him because I just feel like it makes me a smarter uh, clinician. I feel like it makes me a better communicator. And it goes back to everything that we're talking about. I, I deeply believe at this point in my career, it's all the reasons that I feel like people are coming to see me. So I don't go to classes for techniques anymore. I go to techniques to gain that aspect of education and learning. It's, I was just talking with my friend Eric Stevenson over the weekend about that. And it was interesting because he and I kind of agreed on on the same reason. You know, why do we go after techniques? And the the thinking is it's more for us than it is the person on the table. It's so I can connect with feel like I'm learning more and all that. Hey, I can reconnect with my tribe, but I'm learning. I'm learning something. And that's, I like to learn. So that's why I think a lot of people do it is so they can learn. Yeah. And, and, you know, Ben, and I want to say this too, right? You and I, and many other people were at a point in our career, right? 10 years ago, 18 years ago, 15, whatever it was, that we did need to, we, we needed to learn, you know, we needed to understand how to put our hands on people. We needed to understand where our hands needed to go. We needed to understand how to communicate with our hands and possibly the outcome of the techniques that we learned in class. So, you know, it also can really, it can depend on where you're at in your career a little bit too, perhaps, 
Yeah, it's important to learn how to connect with someone and being confident with what you're doing. So that would be technique, right? Right. And then you get to a point where me, it's more important for me to learn how to connect with someone. And that's probably what I feel like is the most important part. And I kind of talked about that earlier, but connection has so many different levels. And I like the um, operator versus interactor model. How do we interact with people? What do we do to connect with that issue that they came in to see us for? And that's one of the things that I think is most important, more important than any technique is how do we make them feel by the time they're leaving? How have we influenced them in getting better? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely, buddy. You know, words matter, listening matters, and um, team-oriented therapy uh, deeply matters. And uh, wow. Yeah. So tell me, what's your big takeaway from this discussion that we've had? Ooh, this was a good one this week, buddy. What's my big takeaway? My big takeaway is that um, I think it's up to folks like you and I and some of the other people putting out this information to just continue to spread the word of understanding how to listen to your client and communicate with your client and create a team-oriented atmosphere. You know, I think it's sort of a crime in a sense that they don't, at least when I was in massage school, they did the opposite. Don't talk to your clients. Don't say a word. And there are sessions like that, right? Sometimes the best form of communication is not saying anything at all, but it's learning how to do it. So at the end of the day, my big takeaway is learning how to do this stuff and implementing it. I love it. What it's about fantastic. you, baby? Same thing, man. I, I, As you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking, how can I get better at connecting with Nate? How do I get better at connecting and communicating with you? Because I've got all this technology in front of me that probably nobody can see, but I got a camera in front of me. So I'm trying to look at the camera to make it look like I'm connecting with you, the audience, even though I can't see anybody. But I'm also trying to listen to Nate and ask questions and pull out the information that is intriguing and that people want to listen to. So connection, I'm always thinking about how do we connect? Absolutely. Hey, with that being said, I want to thank everyone for listening. And uh, you can comment below and give us feedback on this week's episode. Tell them how to connect with us. How do we connect? Well, first of all, we have our new Facebook page where we want you to go to keep this all in one place. So on Facebook, look us up on Ben and Nate's questions that we ask people on the Internet. You can also connect with us individually on Instagram, NateFayOMT. Or just Nate Faye, if you want to be my friend on the internet. And what about you, buddy? Yeah, you can find me on the Facebook at Ben Stone and Instagram at Benji.massage. Yeah, awesome. So comment below and tell us what your thoughts are on this week's episode. We have X episode five coming down the pipe and it's going to be a good one. Want to give them a little preview about what we're going to talk about? I think we'll just make them wait. Let's make them wait. We shall see you next time. And if you think you have a question that you want us to ask, post it on our Facebook page. We'll see you next time.